Dominic, you've asked me many a uh, strong political question before. Well, Dominic, as you might guess, I've been asked that a few times before. To those in the press who did their job and did it with professionalism, and even to some of you who are actually kind, where's Dominic? I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. In the matter of State of Minnesota versus Kimberly Potter, court file number 27CR217490, we, the jury on the charge of manslaughter in the first degree while committing a misdemeanor on or about April 11, 2021, in Hennepin County, State of Minnesota, find the defendant guilty. And good morning, folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It is now uh, Christmas Eve, and um, I hope that you are heading into a uh, wonderful holiday uh, celebration, given the circumstances that we are dealing with uh, with COVID-19. Um, try your best to make the best of it. Family's important. Appreciate what you have. Appreciate what you have. So... We're going to start with uh, this case, what happened um, in a suburb of uh, Minneapolis uh, a few hours ago. And I I want to give some perspective, a bigger picture, in terms of the experience that I have covering alleged uh, police abuse cases. And now the fact that I am a very, very strong supporter of the police. So for the first 20 years of my career, I don't think there was any other reporter that was more out there in terms of when there was an alleged uh uh, alleged abuse of by police. I was the go-to guy that, that in these very high-profile cases that the families turned to first. I'm trying to give perspective because what I have to say is somewhat controversial, and it is in defense of this former police officer Kim Potter. So that's why I want to set this up first. So. For for 20 years, I was the main guy that families called when they felt in high-profile cases that their loved ones had been abused by police. And then my perspective started to change because I give Ray Kelly uh, of New York City as police commissioner, I give I give him a lot of credit. So Ray Kelly called me up a couple of times and he says, Dominic, I want you to do these panels for me. And I said, Commissioner, what, what, what are you talking about? And he said, I've lined up some of the worst critics of the NYPD. And we're bringing all the cadets as they're about to graduate to the Apollo Theater in Harlem. And I want you to speak to the cadets. And I want you to moderate the panel of uh, police critics. And they they were all there lined up. And so I did that for a couple of years at the Apollo Theater uh, in Harlem, speaking to NYPD cadets as they were about recruits, as they were about to graduate and go on to the streets of New York City. And Ray Kelly had them come to Harlem for the for the exact reason where you might think to to force them to interact with the communities. So I've been up in NYPD helicopters. I've been on patrol with them. I have been out on NYPD boats. So now let me get to the point. Let's get to the point, folks. There are no winners 
no winners in the conviction of former officer Kim Potter in the killing of Dante Wright. There are no, no winners. Certainly not Mr. Wright, 20 years old, dead, really before his life started. Certainly not former officer Kim Potter. She didn't ask to be placed at that situation. And if we're going to be honest about this, she was scapegoated. I'll tell you why in, in one second. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. And you see, folks, this is such a controversial topic. Before I even gave out the telephone number, every phone line was completely lit up. Now, based on the evidence, now remember I gave you my my career, what I've done. I've been I've seen this from each side, from the victim side and now from the police side. Based on the evidence that was presented at trial, at her trial, she should not, she should not have been found guilty. In fact, if not for the climate of, of Derek Chauvin, that case, it's my opinion that she should not even have been charged. Folks, I know that we think that police work is Hollywood. I know. We think that an officer can fire through five people and hit the suspect. We think that um, that, that, that all types of Hollywood scenarios that play out on television every day, we think that's really police work. When the fact of the matter is, and this is something that took me a long time to learn, folks, a vehicle is a deadly weapon. And yes, she had years of training, but we all assume that it's quite easy to figure out the difference between a taser and a gun. It sounds really simplistic. Dominic, are you on something that you're saying you can't figure out the difference between a taser and and a gun? But here's what I've learned, folks. And also from going, the NYPD sent me at least five or six times, I don't know if they still have it, to their uh, simulation house where they they carry out uh, certain fake incidents and they put you in a position of an officer with a fake gun and you've got to react. I am telling you, folks, please trust me when I tell you this. Once the adrenaline kicks in, It's very hard to stay focused. I'm not making excuses for anyone. Once the adrenaline kicks in and in the heat of the moment, it is not so clear cut. Mr. Dante Wright, I'm sorry the young man is gone. I wish that things didn't happen the way that they did. I, I wish that he had just responded to the officer's commands and, and, and been placed in custody and, and he would be alive today to spend the rest of his life with his child. But unfortunately, it didn't go down that way. This officer made a terrible mistake and she is a victim of the political climate. I'm not talking on an emotional level. I am simply stating what the facts show. And what the facts show, remember, this this happened, this happened about 10 miles, this incident, from the courthouse where Derek Chauvin was tried for the slaying of George Floyd. And so the media is as responsible for cheering unrest in the streets, feeding, if you will, racial animosity. This is the climate that we live in. You don't think those jurors were aware of this situation? Let's start with let's start with the telephone calls. I see we have a uh, a lot of calls here. Let's start with um, Judith in Brooklyn, listening on the radio. Good morning, Judith. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning, Dominic. Wow, wow, you're okay. 
I, I'm so impressed with what you just said now. That really is something because I wasn't sure what she should get. But I'll tell you one thing. Dominic, number one, she definitely mistakenly shot him. She did not do that on purpose. She believed she was tasering him. So that was so unfortunate on her part. She also never had any other record or mishap of anything like that. This is the first time for her. And she's been on the force for so many, 25 years or something. So she's got a good record behind her. Dominic, did you did you hear this judge? You, she is the weirdest person and so biased. I couldn't believe what she was saying and the tone she was talking. I don't know if you heard this judge. She was like off the charts weird. This is mob rule, Dominic, and that's what's scary. Mob rule, and and this is this is how this is the outcome. Also, the judge did not allow bail for this woman, and she's not a flight risk. She came to everything, whatever. I can't believe it. They just locked her up. And well, Judith, the, 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 yep. the one the one point the judge said that she has to remain consistent and that she could not treat this case any different. This is what the judge said. Uh, and so based on past convictions for similar crimes, she has remanded the suspects upon conviction. And so that's why that's why she says that she did it in this case. I, I hear you, Judith. All I am saying, folks, and again, you know, I've been on both sides uh, of this for 20 years Basically, a thorn in the side of the NYPD. Basically, that's what I was. But I've gone from that to very pro-police because I see the climate in which we are residing in. And I am telling you, folks, under a normal situation, if Chauvin hadn't happened first, I really believe this officer would have never even have been charged it was a it was a horrible mistake. It's easy to say. I'm telling you, folks. It's Hollywood to say. I know the jurors asked to um to to hold the gun and so on, and hold the taser. But I'm telling you, folks, that it, it's easy to evaluate or carry it out in in a situation where, where there's no adrenaline and it's not the real deal. But once it becomes the real deal. And once the adrenaline kicks in, it was a horrible mistake. It was it was a mistake by the, on the young man, and it was a mistake by the officer. And there were three officers there. And the officer that was on the right-hand side of the vehicle, a prosecution witness, testified that Officer Potter could have used, whether it was a mistake or not, could have used deadly force when you... Look at the fact that one of those two officers, one of the two male officers could have been dragged by that vehicle, could have been killed by that vehicle. This is not Hollywood. This is real life. Let's go to David uh, watching the program on the WABC YouTube channel from Los Angeles, California. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic, congratulations. I want all the listeners to know I 100% agree with you, and I'm very shocked that Rita took the side she took. Here's the thing. Once he was being placed under arrest, he was out of the car. He went back into the car to drive away. It doesn't matter if she meant to grab a taser, but then actually did shoot him. Once you start to drive away, like you said, it becomes a deadly weapon. They knew that he had an arrest warrant for some not-too-nice stuff. He could have had a gun in that car, and um, it's justified. And, yes, it's it's because of the Black Lives Matter, why she was brought up on charges. And, 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 and there are people... People need to start to say he shouldn't have driven the car away. What are people going to learn? That's how you end up dead. If I'm pulled over by a cop and then they, 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 they tell me to stop and I drive away, I expect to be shot and killed. And Rudy Giuliani agrees with you, too, 100%, Dominic. Thank you. Well, thank you uh, for, the call, for the call, David. Here's uh, one area where former Officer Potter and Mr. Dante uh, Wright are complete victims. Here's the one area and they've changed the policy since then. This started over they noticed that he had an air freshener on the rear view mirror 
in Minnesota, you can't do that. It's illegal. And then thus they notice a, a, a parent, he didn't signal properly. And then once they pulled him over, they did a, a, a check. That's when they found the, um, the, the arrest warrant for him. And so it just quickly escalated, quickly escalated. And, and it, it, it's a shame. It's a shame because in all likelihood, this former officer, her life will never be the same. And we already know for Dante Wright, he has no life. That's it. 20 years old and he is gone. I see a lot of you folks and all over an air freshener on the rear view mirror. That's what started all of this. And so I, I, I just, I feel bad for the officer because everyone's talking about, you know, what she was supposed to do, how she was supposed to do it. And this is what her training said. Yes, she must go by her training. But when all hell breaks loose in a real life situation, it's easy to say what you're supposed to do. When that vehicle is driven away from the scene, the fact of the matter is, in a confrontation like that, the police have the legal right. Not my opinion. This is fact. They have the legal right to use deadly force because that vehicle could drag one of them to their death. It's unfortunate, and this is why I say it's not a win-win. And when we come back, we're going to go back to all of your telephone calls. I see you folks are are very concerned about this. I'm going to take Drew. I'm going to take Dominic and Jeannie and all the calls that are lined up here. And I found it, I was saddened to watch the people cheering outside the courtroom. I will explain why when we come back. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Christmas Eve. And the uh, jury returned the guilty verdict against uh, the officer in the suburb of uh, Minneapolis, uh, Kim uh, Potter. And I, I want you folks to listen. First, what I want to do is play the judge reading the guilty verdict on the second charge. And then I want you to listen to how people reacted outside the courthouse. The verdict on count two is we, the jury, on the charge of manslaughter in the second degree, culpable negligence on or about April 11, 2021, in Hennepin County, state of Minnesota, find the defendant guilty. I was sad. I was sad for two reasons. Three, actually. I was sad for this uh, this young man, Dante Wright, 20 years old. I, I was sad. I'm trying to u- select my words very, very carefully because this is quite a controversial topic. So my own son, an African-American male, is a lot bigger than, um, than Mr. Wright. And we have had a million conversations, my son and I to the degree, and my daughter for that matter, but my son and I in particular, um, and my son has not had any uh, problem with the police in Rockland County. There was only one incident where, you know, he's a big kid. He was rushing to go to the restroom, and he was running, trying to get 
he couldn't hold his bladder, and he's rushing to get to a restroom, and a cop, um, to this day, I still can't find out the jurisdiction, a cop stopped him and had him uh, hands up, get on, get on the ground. And so I went to all the local police because I was going to take it all the way up to, to the top, and everyone said, Mr. Carter, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. So that's the only problem that my son has had. But I have explained to him, son, and, you know, my son, you know, he has epilepsy and a police officer won't know that. All they see is a a large husky black male. He wouldn't hurt a, a, a fly, but the police don't know that. And so the rule that I've had with my son, I'm going to come back to Mr. Wright in one second, is... um. You don't you don't disrespect the police officer. You answer yes sir, no sir. You don't sign anything. You don't you don't admit to anything that they say that you've allegedly done. All you say is, "Here's my father's card. Please contact my father." You don't you you obey their every command. And whatever you don't run away, whatever you do, you don't run away. And and you don't you don't you don't strike an officer. I just wish. And maybe maybe Mr. Dante Wright's father, maybe maybe he did have this conversation with his son. But the young man had a record. You know, it, it, it's just so tragic because those that support Mr. Wright will say, what did his record have to do with anything? But. It plays a role because once they punch it in the computer and it comes up and it says a previous gun charge from, I believe, Chicago, the hair on the necks of those police officers goes up. It goes from a regular traffic stop to now there's an arrest warrant and that's outstanding and the prior charge is a gun. The one thing that police tell me consistently, you know, Dominic, we want to go home to see our families too at the end, at the end of a tour. If not for Derek Chauvin, this case would not, I don't think this, I don't even think there would have been an indictment in this case because the video proves that the officer did not do anything wrong. Now, how could you say that, Dominic? I can say that because the state made a a good argument for manslaughter one and manslaughter two, you know, but a different jury. And and we don't know yet the divide within the jury. We know that they they, they were they were um, deadlocked for a while. Let's go. Let's go back to the um, to the uh, telephone calls. My friend Drew White Plains. I heard him with uh, Rita tonight and he believes that Officer Potter got what she deserved. Good morning to you, Drew. Good morning. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't kill somebody by mistake. And as far as the person who called up here, and I couldn't wait to tear into that and say um, Giuliani agrees with that. Listen, we don't want to get into Giuliani. I could go into Patrick Dorsman. I could go into Amadou Diallo. I could go to when I was 12 years old. I heard my pastor, Calvin Butts, call him a racist from the pulpit. Right. Okay. But, but, okay, but wait, 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 Drew. Just, so, just hold, wait, wait. Just, just mm-hmm. hold for one second. So number one, Mm -hmm. and see, this is why I'm telling you the credibility that I bring on cases like this. The Mm -hmm. reporter that questioned Giuliani as mayor on Patrick Dorisman is the guy that's on the mic right now. And so Mm -hmm. me questioning uh, Mayor Giuliani on Dorisman has been written about in two books. Okay. Now here's, here's what, wait, I'm going to give you your say. Just bear with me one second. Mm -hmm. Here's why I give Mm -hmm. Giuliani a lot of credit. Giuliani knew where I was coming from at, at City Hall asking these questions. He didn't ruck, he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't run away. He took the questions and answered them. There were some days when he wanted to kill me and some days when I might have wanted to kill him. But at the end of the day he mm-hmm. took the questions. And so so you wait, okay. you said you said you said Giuliani, but then what else did you say? You said Patrick Dorisman and you said you said another case. Amadou Diallo, right? You said Amadou no. Diallo. Yeah. Mhm. Diallo. Okay. So and the, and the worst part about hold on the worst part about the Diallo situation was Giuliani and Pataki. The cops got indicted in the Bronx. They murdered Diallo in the Bronx. 
Giuliani and Pataki had the case moved to Albany. Okay, County. okay, wait, okay, so wait, Drew, so wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. So wait now, you said that's the worst part, right? That You said that's the worst part. Mm-hmm. That may mm-hmm. be the worst part if you're looking at this on an emotional level. The police, those officers had every right to petition the court to make the argument that they felt they could not get a fair trial in the Bronx. So, so... So Why I, when you shoot somebody 41 times and people in the Bronx are constantly getting beat up by cops, okay. I wonder why they wouldn't give you a fair trial. Okay, okay. I mean, Dominic, this is not a secret. You're not going to, and, and this is and this is my point, right? With Bloomberg, me and you could go back and forth. I, You know, some of his things were questionable. You know, as you can see, he got dogged out during the presidential campaign. And I actually was listening to one of your old interviews when you interviewed Raymond Santana and how happy he was when um, de Blasio took office and released that money to him. Uh-huh. And it's funny because as much as we dogged de Blasio, a Siena poll just came out. Not kidding you. De Blasio still, amongst African Americans, has a favorable rating of 42 to 40. Okay, but that means, but Drew, that was, means absolutely nothing. What, what does that but mean? This, but this, this is what I'm saying, though. It's a problem that has became, and, and you cannot say everybody else is the problem. I can't go to one community and say because you guys have a problem with police, you're the problem. No, it takes two to tangle. So yes, things do need to change. Okay, so and wait, so cop, wait, Drew. Not kill somebody Drew. by accident. Okay, wait, wait, Drew, Drew, Drew. So now, mm-hmm. I, out of respect for the dead, mm-hmm. I'm not really saying about. Mr. Dante Wright, what I really should be saying about how he screwed up. Okay. So now. Definitely. Listen, you have to comply. You heard me say that to Rita. We cannot not comply. And then when things go left, you know, we'd be mad. But that doesn't give you a reason to take his life. You are there to uphold the law. Okay. So wait, Drew. So, so wait, Drew, 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 mm-hmm. Drew. And I've got to move on for a second, mm-hmm. but in a second. But I want to ask you this. So. What we mm-hmm. could see on the video, and, and video doesn't always mm-hmm. tell the full story, but it appears to in this case. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he is resisting an African, he's, he's resisting an African American officer, Mr. Wright, mm-hmm. and they're struggling mm-hmm. with each other. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and Officer Potter is standing a foot back, and there's another officer on the side with, with Mr. Wright's girlfriend. Either one of those mm-hmm. cops could have been dragged by that vehicle. So, so, mm-hmm. so, in your opinion, what were the police supposed to do? Tase him. Uh, uh, tase, tase him. him. Even uh, though he's uh, driving uh, a vehicle that, that weighs a couple of thousand pounds. Tase him. And if three of y'all can't take him down, take the gun and badge off and find another living. If two of y'all or three of y'all cannot obtain this one man, and, and this, is what my, this is what Damon K. Jones the leader of Blacks and Law Enforcement in Westchester County always says, if your punk self, two or three of cannot take down a suspect, that job is not for you. And he has been working law enforcement for over 30 years. That is his favorite line. Eric Adams has said the same thing. He said certain people shouldn't be in that profession. If you're scared, that's not the profession for you. Okay, so so Drew, so Drew, Drew, Drew. Okay, 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 okay. Let's say, let's say, for argument's sake, that I buy into what Mm -hmm. you just said. I don't agree with it, but let's just say I do, right? So, what what responsibility? The young man is dead, and I'm sorry for what happened. What responsibility Mm -hmm. does Mister Wright have? Of course, he bears responsibility because you should have complied. But that does not give them the right to take your life. Eric Garner should have complied. Pentaleo should be up north doing the rest of his life, but luckily he killed him in Staten Island where it's a whole bunch of Trump-supporting Republicans. Don't even get me started on that. But he should be in jail for the rest of his life. But mm. that uh, Eric Garner should have complied too. But come on, that does not give you the right to take a person's life. And why is it always that it's young black men whose life is getting taken while they're unarmed? This man did not have a gun. Why is it a man get shot 41 times for pulling out a wallet? Drew, you you know what? Hey, Drew, 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 I I, I hear you. I've got to move on. I thank you for the call. 
Drew, listen, uh, again, I was a very major player in the Amadou Diallo case, okay? Um, And I thought, you know, 41 bullets initially, I thought it was excessive until I heard the police account. But if you think that the 41 shots with Amadou Diallo are excessive, I watch something, sometimes when I get off the radio and I get home and I can't fall asleep, so I'll watch Netflix. And I turned on something titled, I think it was 139 bullets. And so three times the amount of bullets that was fired at Amadou Diallo was fired at this man and a woman in which both of them were deceased, and the officers said they feared for their lives. One of the officers got up on top of the vehicle and was firing on the hood of the vehicle and was because the car had backfired. But they thought, the police thought, that uh, it was someone firing from inside the car. Let's go, let's go, um, let's go back to the telephone calls before we take a, uh, a break here. Let's go to Phil. Phil's calling from the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Dominic. Listen here, you've got everybody so far has missed the key element in this whole matter and the whole case against this woman, Potter. The problem is, remember, it's not her. It's not the man who was who was supposedly killed. It's the jury. I guarantee you, if you put that jury, the one that decided the, the conviction of, of uh, Ms. Potter, you put them in front of a three-judge appellate panel, with consulting psychiatrists, and they examine these jurors, they're going to find out three things very quickly. Number one, they're going to find out that there were conflicts, almost almost irresolvable conflicts in the jury room. Agreed. Number two, that the point is the people were affected. Their 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 psyche was was tilted a certain way because of what's been going on in that neck of the, of the agreed, country. Agreed. Agreed. And, and and the third thing is that people have certain beliefs inherent in them, whether they're in Minnesota or Arkansas or Rhode Island, that the the shooting of a person is murder, even in self-defense. All right? The the whole point is this jury needs to be closely examined. And remember, Dominic, this jury is operating on a principle that outside the courthouse, you got people hooting and hollering and screaming that this is all wrong, the cops should hang, such and such and such. You think that they, they didn't – why didn't they ask for a change of venue? Because you can't get a fair trial. She could have never, ever gotten a fair trial out there. And, and the, that, people who call in, the people who call in who are saying, well, well, she should hang, she should life in prison, blah, blah, blah. I guarantee you that woman, based on her experience, 25 years on police force, even though what she did, that's negligence. That is clear-cut professional negligence which is not excusable. It is, you, it is punitive. You can be punished for it, but the, the charge of manslaughter, that's, that's way over the line, way over the line. I, Phil, I, I, I agree with you. As I, as I have said during this hour, there are no, no winners uh, in this case. And um, it left me a little, a little down about the cheering afterwards. Because when you're out there cheering like you're at a uh, Giants game, do you understand what you're doing to police community relations? Do you understand that the impact this verdict is going to have? If you think crime is bad now, I'm telling you point blank, folks, if I was a cop, I'm going to sit in the car. I'm not going to respond to everything unless it comes over the radio and unless I'm ordered by my superior to go respond. Why, what, what incentive is there? You have these pandering politicians that will sell you out at the drop of a dime. And so, you know, and, 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 and I'm, I'm standing there as the verdict was coming in and I'm holding my head because I'm like, I know what I need to say on the radio tonight, but politically I can't say the things that I need to say. Because the only thing that the public wants to hear right now is that Mr. Dante uh, Wright was a victim. 
And he was a victim. But he played a role in his own demise. I'm sorry, folks. I I wish, I wish, you know, that that I wish that that he would have complied. He would have went in on, on a warrant, on a warrant case in Chicago. I get it. He didn't want to be turned over to Chicago PD. You know, he had just gotten the vehicle that was used, and he didn't want to face the charges. But now, and then see, I'm, I'm watching it, folks, and here's what I wasn't going to say, but I'm going to say it. Because I even I, I asked others. I was trying to figure out as I'm watching this. I said, okay, so Mr. Wright is um, 20 years old and his child is two years old. So he became a father at 18. And I'm asking myself, how does this happen? You see, because in my opinion, that incident, the cross-section of Kim Potter and um, Dante Wright, it didn't just happen like that. This is something that's been building up, certainly in his life, for years. The case, the case, the, the previous case that he had, the arrest warrant. And it was the perfect storm that's ruined, that's taken one life and ruined completely her life as well. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A programming note. I will, I'm going to put the conversation about Vice President Kamala Harris back playing the race card until later on today. I will be in for James uh, Golden from 4 to 5 o'clock right after America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani and right before the owner-operator of WABC, John Katz and Matidi's Cats at Night. I will be back with you folks uh, later on today between 4 and 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve. More of your phone calls in a second. We'll be right back. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And so Officer uh, Potter, former Officer Potter, uh, convicted two counts of manslaughter. She mistook her firearm for a taser. But one of the officers on scene that was a prosecution witness testified that she would have been justified anyway in using her firearm because she was attempting to prevent the injury of another officer. My point is this entire hour has been it's a lose-lose for everyone involved. And I don't understand the clapping. What What is there to clap about? Are, are you clapping because you feel that there's some accountability? But how is it accountability when this lady never should have been charged for this anyway? It, 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 it was a bad, tragic accident. Once you involve that vehicle... There is no way in the world that she should have been criminally charged, period. It may not, you know, it may, it may, you may not like what I'm saying, but it's, but it's factual. But yet the, um, the um, Minnesota authorities decided to go forward anyway. And thus we are where we are. Let's go to Dominic listening on the uh, radio. Whopping just falls. Good morning, Dominic. I love your name. I love your name too, Dominic. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, I want you to have a happy, uh, happy Christmas and a healthy one too. Thank you. Very kind of you to say. I'll be up in Rhode Island uh, with my with my uh, daughter and my grandkids and her husband. Awesome. And we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we're gonna we're going out to dinner. I don't know about that, but we are going out to dinner. Go ahead, Dominic. As long as you're with family, that's all that matters. Yes, agreed. I so, got very upset when I saw. All those people out in front of the courthouse. I got not upset. I got angry. There are two families now going through hell, and these morons are out celebrating. And, you know, it makes – and I don't want to say this, Don, because I like you. I like Candace Owen. But when I see that, it, it brings hatred towards the black people because it's like, why are you doing that? 
why why is it you're the only race that celebrates something like that when it's white against black or black against white? I don't get that. I just well, don't get that. Well, and, Dominic, and, let, let, let me just let me just tell you this. So they're they're out there because they feel that black people have been denied justice historically and racism in America for so long that for once one of them is quote unquote winning. But the the way I define winning is that if you feel something's unjust, beat them at their own game. If you find that something's unjust, go go to school. Go go work two shifts at a job. Go Absolutely. go go coach go coach the the baseball team with little black kids are growing up and Absolutely. be and be a role model. Absolutely. I am on your side with that. Absolutely. There's other ways you can get ahead in life. You don't have to keep beating people up over it. There's there's ways you can you can promote yourself and and your culture and your and your and your people. You don't have to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And and I also I'm also I was so proud of, of Drew last night. He was making so much sense. Now tonight he just sounded like a bulbhead again. He just why don't they get it? Why why can't they get? Why can't they turn the mirror around to themselves and say maybe we are doing something wrong? You know you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like why why is it always someone else's problem? Yes, she should have gotten. She should get some kind of jail. She killed somebody. Absolutely. But why aren't we looking at at, at, at at the person that was was resi- resisting? Why are we always looking at people dying because they're resisting? Well, Don't resi- because, Dominic, what, what has happened in our great country is um, we have reached a point where things are so bad in terms of relations that uh, and the climate has been set that when it's a quote unquote black victim you you don't you don't you don't look at you don't look at how how this individual wore his jeans you don't look at whether or not he had a criminal record you don't look at whether or not he was a father at 18 you don't look at whether or not he was a high school dropout you don't look at any of those things and maybe maybe we shouldn't i don't know but 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 well, what let me, go ahead let me ask you let me ask you this, Dom. If he was a white kid and he got killed, would this be all over the all over the news? Um, no, no. I'm sure cops kill white kids. Right. Uh, I I can think of a few cases where it's where it's happened. Yes. Um. But but what sells is race. Blacks and white need to come together, and we need to be. You know, we we need to understand each other. It, it's it's just it, it makes me angry when I see see this that mm-hmm. they just celebrate over some tragic. Right. Right. Well, Dominic, I, I thank you for the call and a, a Merry Christmas to you. It it, it, it reminds me, folks, of um, the cheering. It reminds me of when it was cheering uh, after the OJ verdict outside the courtroom. And my my honest reaction was, OJ don't have a damn thing to do with you or your life. What, what, what are you cheering about? What 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 is the victory? I mean, I understand I what what people will say. I get it what they will say, but I just feel there's a different way. I I I don't I don't know. You know, I I I'm just a firm believer in terms of make things happen. Make things happen. Get out there and make things happen and i'm not talking about in your dysfunctional way where you're going to write the rules the way you want them to apply and and you know it doesn't matter no no the regular way that the rules that applies to everyone let's see here we have a lot of calls folks i don't even know who to uh to go to right now okay let's try my friend audrey audrey in brooklyn Audrey, morning, so Dominic. good hi, morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I have one question for you, and then this case: How did you feel just knowing your son was 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 how do you say? Um, spread spread was spread eagle on the ground. Yeah, that was yeah. A, a, a black kid that's grown up in the suburbs his entire life and doesn't yeah, know. And oh, of course it matters. No, it always matters, Audrey, because because when they first moved there, they're black. 
they had problems with the police because they're the only black family there. The fact is, that still was wrong. And suppose, I'm sorry that had happened, but it's like folks are calling up like, oh, we're not supposed to be applauding things that have happened for centuries and, and, and be proud of it. This is nothing new, and I'm sorry it's continually okay, happening. Okay, but wait, Audrey, Audrey. Yeah? So I want you to explain this to me. Um, okay. So this case, Dante Wright. The people should have been applauding outside the, the courthouse in Europe? Uh, protesting is, is, is uh, I think, is a constitutional right. Right, um, it is. These are young people, and I understand, and um, I don't. You know, I can't say they should or they shouldn't, because that's not my call. You know, with the way the country feels, is uh, that's their option. They didn't come in shooting or doing anything. Protest is something that's been going on since forever. Am I right? So I'm not going to say they shouldn't have done it. All I'm saying is I think instead of pro- talking about um, defunding, what it is is retraining, okay? And as far as um, adrenaline running... Okay, but wait, but wait, wait. Audrey, I'm going to let you come to the adrenaline point. But, Audrey, yes. so you just said retraining, right? Yeah. I, I agree. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I agree with you. But how about our young men? Are we going to retrain them as well? Listen. Or are we just going to retrain the police? And and, our, and and some of our young men can be disrespectful, wear their jeans down to their ankles, yeah, drive the car away. I mean, it, it, it's, is it only going to be retraining one way? Well, we can only do it one at a time, but it's, it's not. You asked me for it. I said, these badass kids, we can't do nothing with them. But the police um, train, retrain. As far as <laughs> children, we'll get another breed, another. I can't, I can't judge our children. I love all children, green, purple, mm-hmm. white, black. I don't care. But the main thing is to retrain. I'm sorry this woman actually the adrenaline went, but XEMC that I am, I've been in situations where we had to do a 10-second survey, and I sat there, and yes, my head almost exploded watching someone's brains come out their head, but then you have to watch out for yourself because somebody else is still shooting. That's part of EMT's job also. But mm-hmm. you take a job because you want to do it, I'm sorry, and she may not get that bad of a sentence, but ugh. This country needs some healing. Yeah, no, I, you, you, hey, Audrey, we definitely agree on that. Thank you for the call. Um, so, but, but there's also the issue of, and I'm going to say it, why, why should this woman's life be ruined when, based on the definition of, of, of police working with and use of deadly force, that if not for the Chauvin case, she probably wouldn't even have been tried. But, but but because of that case, she's now a scapegoat and a victim. And she's going to jail. She is going to jail. Let's go to, um, let's go to, let's see, to uh, Michael says in Virginia Beach says that the uh, jury made the right decision. Is that correct, Michael? Yeah, I, I think they did. Uh one of your callers talked about uh, there being a time for healing. We have a basic uh, principle in the law enforcement that when two parties are having a domestic dispute, the best thing to do is to separate them. And with, with 800,000 non-citizens being allowed to vote in a city where blacks have been for 300 years, and much of that time weren't allowed to vote. This is not healing. This is trying to put a spur in the saddle of those who want race war. Hmm. So, so wait, so you're telling me, and quickly on this, Michael, so you're telling, help me, give me the abbreviated version. You're telling me that, Michael... I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that uh, we are not looking at this comprehensively. Everything that's being done in New York City is saying to blacks, you're not second class, you're not third class, you're not even fourth class. We got 800,000 of our people who we want to supplant and replace you, so we're going to let them vote in our city election. Okay. All right. Well, Michael, thank you for the call. Frank Morano is uh, with us. Uh, good morning to you, Frank. Merry Christmas, Dominic. Nobody I'd rather start my Christmas Eve with. Oh, I feel the same way. So, 
Tell me what do you have coming up and what do you make of uh, of this um, decision that came well, down uh, today with the police officer? I'm pretty much exactly where you are and where a lot of the calls are. I, I think this was uh, this was a case of overcharging. And I think uh, but for the political climate, we wouldn't have seen an overcharging like this. But as you said, there's there's no winners in a case like this. But just as I did with the Rittenhouse verdict and the Chauvin verdict, I'm going to respect the will of the jury, because mm-hmm. uh, once we once we stop, once we disregard regard the will of the jury, then uh, we have uh, uh, we have just a cra- we have chaos in the criminal justice system. But uh, well, we may talk about that if people have questions, because as we do each and every Friday, we're going to do Ask Frank Anything in the first hour. People can call with questions about anything. Uh, we're going to try and have some fun today. It is Christmas Eve, so we have some fun stuff planned. I've asked uh, our uh, former WABC talk show host, John Gambling, to join me. He's going to do his annual reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Uh, we're going to play Bob Grant as Ebenezer Scrooge wow. doing a Christmas Carol from 1981, and there are some other good voices uh, that old style radio listeners will will recognize. And uh, we've got denunciations, we got some uh, some stuff involving food and recipes. We've got a lot of fun stuff, and uh, we're going to try and. I know there's a lot of heavy stuff in the news, but we're going to try and kick people's uh, holiday off on the right foot. Well, that that's exactly um, exactly what we need. Are you doing anything special for the uh, holiday? Well, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, I don't know if you heard much of the show yesterday as you were driving home, but uh, on a test that I, a COVID test that I took on Monday, it said that I was presumptive positive. Now, I don't know what that means. It said my rapid test was negative, but I'm presumptive positive. So I went and got another test on Wednesday. Rapid again, negative. But I'm awaiting the results on the PCR test but oh. hopefully that'll be negative uh, if it is negative then uh, i go to a, a big party at my dad's is 50 people we do the feast of the it's not seven fishes it's 70 fishes so i'm hoping wow. to be able to be be there for that if not uh, I'll, uh, I'll i'll have a cozy night at home listening to joe piscopo track santa here on wabc well frank we look forward to your show that's coming up right now folks i will be back at 4 p.m today and for james golden 4 to 5 p.m. We'll talk about Vice President Kamala Harris. Keep it right there. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight on Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.